a Plan for That podcast, where each week I will be meeting with organizers, leaders, and democracy warriors. And together, we will educate, invigorate, and elevate the progressive movement. Together, we will elect an army of progressives. Hey guys, it's Erin and Duncan, my guest host for today's episode of Plan for That podcast. So I just want to get through the news cycle with a little bit of something that we're calling the good, the bad, and the ugly. It is helpful for me to categorize it because honestly, Duncan, there's just so much. I almost feel like I'm being beaten in the face and I need to figure out what to look at and which direction it's coming from. What about you? I echo that. And um, maybe by the end of the show, you feel like, you, you know, you don't have to be beaten in the face anymore. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so be, I'm looking forward that, to that. That could be that could be something that that, that we aim for. I mean, no guarantees, but <laughs> uh, you know, at least we 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 have a good discussion and dialogue about uh, how you know how we see things sh- shape up or not shake up. <laughs> Absolutely. And and we'll always motivate everyone to take that next step to bring the change that we so desperately need. So with that being said, let's talk about the good news. Uh-huh. We'll start with the good. It's always a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, Duncan, it is hearing that my friend Charles Booker is running against Rand Paul. I begged him for months and I know I wasn't alone. Kentucky has had senators that actively make their lives worse. It's like it's like a hobby for them. So I am so excited that Booker is running and pushing for progressive change. What about you? I, I you know, I, I think I mentioned last, last uh, time I was on the show that uh, for the most part, I stay away from politics. But yes, that's with true. That said, <laughs> with that said, um, I do pay attention to the various transitions and the potential fall uh, something that adds value um, and perhaps uh, something positive that is community oriented. I, I know a lot of folks head into policy making and leadership positions with that objective. Uh, what happens over time is that they uh, absorb and adopt uh, what is prescribed in the status quo and they find it very difficult to navigate or get out of it. So yes. we see that time and time again. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, these are not good people with good intentions. So, um, you know, we, we, I, I personally want to find ways uh, to to help that. Um, but my focus, as you know, it's 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 a little different. You know, it's it's a different dimension. But uh, side effects, you know, may be valuable. You know, in um, in due time. Absolutely. And I, I'm not a gifted filmmaker as you are, and we will get to your formal introduction shortly. Um, but I could almost see, I could almost see a scene of hands locking together and just fighting for change 
you know, carrying signs, doing the inside outside pressure that Brandon, our last episode host was talking about, and just refusing to back down. Um, And as bad as it is right now, you guys, I really want you to understand that things are happening. We're starting to hear people talk about progressive ideas, like it was just part of what normal culture should be. And that is a win. We need to celebrate that. And then of course, push further. We're always going to push. It's not because we're mean. It's because it's our job as an informed citizenry of the country to push for the change that our country so desperately needs. So that is a celebration. We have a man who is pushing for that change, running for office, and I am going to do everything I can to help him get elected. Now, unfortunately, we have to turn to the bad news, and I'm sorry, but there's just so much there's so much pain out there that Duncan, I I really created the show. Um, I've said it time and time again as a as a catharsis for us all. Um, it started with me because I was really pissed off, and I just wanted to tell someone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm not alone. So thank you, listeners, for telling me that the show has been helpful to you and. With that, we march forward as an army together, locked in arms for change. I am just really upset about another senseless shooting. Um, I I just can't even with this, oops, I thought my gun was a taser. I'm not a gun person, but even I know that guns have a safety on them. How do you flip off your safety when you don't know what you're touching? I, I can't. Duncan with this with this excuse of oops I shot you because I didn't realize that I was holding a gun and not my taser it's ridiculous yeah and 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 is that yet another unfolding of buried unaddressed trauma that we continue to experience yes one thing after the other and um we recycle these Actions and behavior, you know, and the names and faces may change, but the streets are the same. You're so right. And I'm so glad that you put it that way, because I wasn't going to reveal this, but Duncan and I talked offline and I decided that it is something I wanted to say. I was going to use Brandon's quote about what's going on with Derek Chauvin's trial yesterday. And I stopped because I know that we as a country were just stunned and sad and needed to talk because then there was a school shooting. And all I have to say is that unfortunately, the hashtags and the justice seeking, it just it seems to be relevant every single day in this country. And I'm sick of it. The level of disgust and rage that I have about police being violent, murdering jackasses is making me vow here and now that I am going to fight with all I have to end the qualified immunity that allows them to act with impunity. And there is zero reason to give a legal mulligan to murderers, period. Well, as you alluded to, um, part of the complacency that that is inherent in our status quo is the way the legal system preforms or not preform. Right. Um, and you, you know, whether you're on the right side or the wrong side of the law, um, it impacts. 
And uh, it's very much part of that inherent distraction that doesn't allow for real issues to be addressed. Uh, I mean, how many times have... I mean, not just for you and me, but uh, probably a lot of the listeners out there uh, have experienced, uh, you know, unintended consequences because of of a legal issue uh, or something that they just throw up their arms and say, oh, well, that's going to be too difficult to navigate. They have lawyers Uh, and and it's not about right or wrong. Um, Well, at least not now. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's, it's sort of like, you know, who, 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 who is seemingly, uh, uh, in, in control with how, how, how we could retain and sustain the status quo is the one who costs the shot. Right. Yeah. Where, you know, where, where, where there is, uh, you know, can convey new policy to have a favorable position or allowing uh, dedicated investments to affect certain initiatives to, to, to shape. Um, we just, we just cannot seem to get past uh, that constant infighting. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's turned into an, you know, aggression, uh, an adulterated competitiveness mm-hmm. um, for for no no reasons and, and 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 we're just accelerating our own destructions. That's that's the sad part of it, you know. Since you're on the bad, <laughs> it is of the the episode. Well, and here's the thing: you actually have prefaced my next session, which is the ugly. But first, I am upset at the senseless shooting of Dante Wright. And I am going to dedicate everything I have to fighting this ridiculously broken system that I I refuse. I refuse to continue with the hashtags and the mourning and the senseless murder. It can't continue. And that brings us to the ugly. In my opinion, we're out of control at this point. The coup that attacked our capital has gone underground. We've got actual Nazis gathering in secret with Michael Flynn to, to plot the next attack. I mean, that's what's happening. And the reason they're doing that is, is Duncan, because no one was held truly accountable at the very top. At the very top of that uh, violent machine, nobody was held accountable. At least not yet. I don't know what the DOJ's been doing, and here's how I'm feeling about it. There will be another attack, and I'm disgusted at how slowly the wheels of justice move. Are they moving? Do they even still exist? I mean, do laws mean anything anymore? We have sex trafficking in Congress, violent uprisings everywhere, police killing people because they just feel like it, nobody being held accountable, and all of this against the backdrop in a country where a man killed someone on live video and we're still having a trial to see if maybe he'll get off. Well, how, how, how do we so rapidly get so desensitized? Right. Uh, and and um, I don't have the answer to that. I, you know, I think a lot of it, it, it is layers and layers of distractions that we accumulated um, from day one. Um, you know, we, we, we're conditioned and socialized and educated to, to not really um, 
want to solve these issues, let, you know, let, yeah, well, let, let me back up a little bit, you know, not, not, not to recognize these issues as integral to the vitality of being a human being. Yeah. We, 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 it's, it's almost that, you know, at some point we reach deep inside of each one of us and say, you know what? Um, yeah, we're supposed to have a soul, but let's get rid of it. Right. It's ridiculous. Because we have all these things to accumulate. Um, it, 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 you know, and I hate to say this, but the, the, the majority of my own, and, and I think, you know, maybe we'll kind of bring this up a little later, uh, you know, when we get back to the topic of uh, my, my film, uh, I, I didn't become jaded overnight. Um, and maybe I'm oversensitive uh, in, in, in some way or manner. And, and that's on me. No, I'm, you know what? We need all voices at the table. And I'm just a pissed off person looking for which direction to point my anger at and get some action. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it just, I mean, we have people in Congress right now who are seditious. They, They tried to overthrow the government. They tried to ignore an election and they're still there. And Duncan, if I don't start seeing the law matter, and people being protected under the law, I I fear for where our country is headed and the crime waves that will ensue. Well, and, and that may be an eminent phenomenon to, to some gradient that we need to experience. I, I hate to, you know, present such a, um, a gloomy forecast. But the writing's on the wall, mm-hmm. uh, and, and 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 you mentioned um, perhaps members of certain groups or individuals. Uh, to a large extent, it's the majority of us who have become so complacent, and in some way, you know, if we're acting solely or purely, primarily on self-interest, yeah. These things are part of the collective that shapes itself, you know, whether it's represented by a select group or, or, or a larger community or, you know, even uh, uh, I, I, I was just speaking with someone the other day that I feel that for the most part, most of us had... You know, of course, 2020 with the, uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, was devastating on, 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 on many fronts, right? But in, in regards to unfolding a lot of the um, underlying trauma and, and issues that, that, affect, that have affected us for the longest time, you know, it didn't happen overnight. No. Coronavirus exposed a lot of these things and accelerated it. Um, and we let 2020 go without really doing anything. Mm-hmm. I have to say, we, we, we're so complacent. 
See, and that's just it. We're we're starting to see positive change. We are. It's almost like the flowers of spring. I, I can see you. You're trying to break through. There's some things that President Biden is doing. And let me tell you, he's got some good people that are pushing him behind the scenes. And I'm so glad that they're there. Hello, Elizabeth Warren. Um, but the country was already rigged for the rich before the pandemic, like you just said. So we just can't be complacent and we cannot go back. When I hear people say, let's get back to normal, normal was broken. We can't go back to normal. We have well, to reimagine. Yeah. And, and that's where I, you know, exactly. And, and that's my point. Yeah. You yeah. know, about the, the lingering complacency is, is that we, we are so attached to what we consider to be the security of the previous normal that the um, confrontation we have right now of an unknown future mm-hmm. and how we could shape it is very worrisome and fearful and we continue to act that way uh, it's it's easier to go back to the comfort zones right uh, it, it's sort of like you know maybe this is a good time to bring up um, how uh, different industries and, and the dimension of work is shaping up you know um, post 2020 right you know we, we just uh, we, we sit here you know middle of April uh, we had three months into 2021, uh, and uh, it, it, you know there there's some buzz about economic recoveries, mm-hmm. uh, but but the bottom line is that is primarily driven by uh, enterprises like Amazon mm-hmm. um, reinvesting and restrategizing. You know where they could get you know uh, further their foothold, and I don't mean to pick on Amazon alone. Oh, I'll pick on them with you all day. I'm uh, upset. But, 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 but here, <laughs> I mean, here, here, here's the thing. Um, you know, I I I have a buddy Will who 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 is originally from Alabama. He mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, you know he could no longer stick around and watch his cohort and friends and family continue at a pace where they were subjugated and in some way um, maybe perhaps resigned to be an indentured servant mm-hmm. to these companies that you know previously became the vertical chain of uh, major industries that migrated down to the south, uh, you know, including the automotive, you know, industry, right? So, you know, they they use the the lingo that yeah, we bring them back manufacturing, blah 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 blah. But guess what? These, you know, the best that a lot of folks could do was you make eight or nine bucks an hour. It's ridiculous. And and, and what you and how do you how do how do you it, how do you even make ends meet to begin with, right? You you can't. Like yeah. and, and so so you know when when all all that that is offered to you that 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 you you could accept. Well, what happens to people? You know, they they become 
not only complacent, they become disappointed. They lose, you know, any uh, motivation. Mm-hmm. They don't see any way to get out of it. So mm-hmm. the the default is, you know, a lot of substance abuse. Yes. Right? And, 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 you know, fast forward now to 2021, uh, you know, you have all these Amazon entities going into these areas, expanding, buying up closed malls, turning them into quote unquote fulfillment centers. Right. Yes. How fulfilling is this for people right. who actually work there? Right. And I'm so glad that you brought this up because there was something you said in there and I don't want to lose the thread because it was it was powerful. What you said about becoming complacent and not taking the steps needed to change because you're comfortable with the way things are. Duncan, I mean, I see that everywhere. I see Mm -hmm. that in people who don't want to raise the wage in Congress. I see that in stupid Joe Manchin who, you know, has a love affair with the filibuster. And let's let's be clear. He does not love the filibuster. He loves the money that the that the big donors and the Koch Foundation are lining his pockets with. That is what he loves. Um, But you also see it with the gosh darn police system because as soon as you hear my friends who are afraid in the streets i i am not a person of color so i cannot speak to how afraid they are but i am listening and mm-hmm. i want everyone else to listen um they're saying to fund the police. They're saying that for a reason. They are not trying to cause problems. And then you have the other, you know, I don't want to say side, but a, a different faction that says this is very unhelpful. You have to find a new phrase. Well, you're you're putting a slogan on someone's fight to live. That's not a slogan. They're talking about trying to stay alive. And I think that we're going to have to confront some really uncomfortable, you know, status quo that we've held on to. Like maybe the whole design of the police needs to change. Like maybe it's never been okay. And we're only now becoming aware of it because of cell phones and the ability to have things on camera. Well, and and a lot, you know, and you may be right that um, a lot of these ins, you know institutions may may not be right to start with, and that's probably correct. Yeah, and um, and because, and I hate to bring it up again, because we have become so complacent mm-hmm. that we, in in some way, enabled these broken institutions to drive a quality of life we thought was part of our stability. Well, I want to ask you your opinion on the statement that we've said on this show and that seems rooted in history. Um, After the Civil War, now I've talked with people who have actually studied this. I myself am just taking in the information as I see it. But there's people who have like written theses on this. Um, We didn't go far enough. We it's almost like we said, okay, the war's over, but we don't want you to feel bad. So we'll give you, you know, pretty much everything you're asking for to the side that wanted to keep slaves. 
Um, and because we didn't go far enough, in my opinion, because we didn't say, no, this is wrong, we are not going to uh, put one population of our society uh, under financial distress, under racial uh, discrimination, you know, for decades, we, we should have gone further. We should have done what we promised, which is to give all Americans equality, uh, protection under the law, justice and happiness. I mean, I'm pretty sure those are in a document somewhere. Well, they, they they are in a document somewhere, and and they you, you know I mean before there was a a document there there were intention right um, and where they, just- they they were um, a facade or, 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 or something that was sincere you know that you. you that's not for us to say, but but we 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 have had that messaging for the longest time. However, you know, again, um, you know, even back then, you, you know, post Civil War, um, you, you could just see the country fractioning into um, different platforms of distractions. You know, they, you know, I think you, you know, you just mentioned, okay, uh, it's done. Uh, you know, we solved the issue. We're going to move on. And and then we right. just don't, we, you know, we, we keep doing that. Yes. Uh, we still do that. And, yes. and I think that that's the, um, the, the biggest hurdle we need to overcome. Uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, Activism, uh, you know, bringing issues and, and having discussions, but we got to get past all of that. Mm-hmm. We have to, mm-hmm. you know, find a way to commit mm-hmm. to something yes. that actually has a value and a quality. Yes. And you're exactly uh, you know, we right. Say all the prayers we want. At the end of the day, if it's still the same old, same old, that means that we haven't done, or at least we haven't done enough. See, and, and this if that's is okay with people, then so be it. But yeah, I, you know, it. I don't want to be one of those. No, and this is why I fight on a daily basis to elect an army of progressives because Duncan, what you're talking about is my love language. To quote a wonderful leader that we have in Miss Ayanna Presley, um, I just. I have to have people who are willing to say things that are uncomfortable because they need to be said and who are willing to put forth legislation that seems unpopular with, you know, big donors and Wall Street. (laughs) Meanwhile, 90% of America actually wants what they're talking about. So I am very excited to just give us a, a quick break here and hear about Charles Booker. There are a ton of Progressive candidates that I am super in love with. And if you follow me on Twitter at wellness for you, that's wellness, the number four, you 13, you will see who they all are. But right now we're going to spotlight Charles Booker. Stick around. We'll be right back. They called us a long shot. Said the movement in Kentucky was impossible. But man, we proved them wrong. People, you 
as we made our stand together. I could not have imagined the new world we were about to step into. The height of racial tension, the pandemic, and insurrection. While Kentuckians lost their livelihoods and homes, a handful of privileged politicians chose to continue criminalizing poverty. While our loved ones were brutalized, they chose to do nothing. But the movement chose to blossom. In the span of just a couple years, we've seen how quickly a new reality can unfold, how our choices can make a difference. When the power went out, we weathered the storm together. When the pandemic hit, we were there for our neighbors. When our sister's door was kicked in, we marched. Those choices have already changed Kentucky forever. Those folks building walls between us, they're scared now. They saw how close we came to shifting the scales. Our forward motion, knocking them on their heels. And they'll stop at nothing to drag us backwards. They'll lie, they'll cheat, just to keep us from the polls. So our next move is one we must make together. It's a choice. A choice to adopt a Green New Deal for Kentucky and ensure a healthy planet for generations to come. A choice to guarantee quality health care for every man, woman, and child. A choice to ensure every person in Kentucky has more money in their pocket. A choice to move mountains and build a society where we all go to bed nourished, where we can all rest easy without worrying about our front door being busted down. Where we come together, united, to the hollow, black, white, brown, to live in a commonwealth where everyone can thrive and reach for their God-given potential. That future is our choice. That's why today I'm formally announcing an exploratory committee for U.S. Senate. We will transform Kentucky. And Rand Paul, you know it too. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming back. I am just super excited about Charles Booker because he is going to fight for the change that we need. And I'm also really blessed to have our friend Duncan Sill back to the show from the One Paycheck Away Movie Project. Duncan Sill is an NYU graduate who has been involved in the film industry since 2007, guys. He is a director and a producer slash executive producer of an exciting catalog of films, including a Robert Redford Sundance production called Drunk Town's Finest. Is that correct, Duncan? Yes, that that was uh, a few years ago. It came out of um, the Sundance Lab, and um, it, you know, it 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 was a group group of people who came together and 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 affected a story that needed to be told. And uh, and Mr. Refford, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, lent his expertise and enthusiasm and. Um, getting that shaped up so you know we we were we were fortunate to have the opportunity to work on a project like that and and some you know the uh, director um sydney freeland you know she's gone on um to develop herself in, in, into a um a very well respected director in her own right um so uh we, we still stay in touch with some of the folks and um 
we want to see more good things to come from from a lot of people. See, that's amazing. And you guys, he's not just a talented director and film producer. He is also got an extensive background as we were just talking offline in the local um, area of politics, all the way up through getting policies written. Um, he's got a background in economic, natural resources and community development experience. So the intersection with what we're talking about bringing change it it just couldn't be more more blatant and and I'm just super excited to hear about what's going on with the project that you're currently doing called one paycheck away yeah Aaron thank thank you for for that um in, introduction I, I'm humbled and uh, and I, I think I've been fortunate to have opportunities throughout to uh, not only observe but directly uh, be uh, been involved uh, in, in in major activities throughout the country um, and learn from a lot of different folks now with that said uh, it was also a evolution of finding out for myself as well as for others who are supposedly been affected by these actions and initiatives that I've been involved with, whether or not, you know, they, they, they gained uh, anything from it or were impacted in certain ways. And I could be completely front and center and honest with you right now mm -hmm. that the majority of these activities did not lead to real benefits. They oftentimes fell on false premises and promises. And, um, and I, uh, through different times, uh, trying to find ways to renegotiate that observation. But almost every time I came back around that a lot of these things that were conveyed and articulated were not achieved as they were originally promised. There, there were a lot of unintended consequences inside so of that. Let uh, me... So let me just pause right there because I have to ask you, and, and this is our favorite uh, mm -hmm. pet pet fight here at A Plan for That. Um, is it dark money? Because it sure feels like dark money. Oh, well, I think I think it, you know, it, 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 it's not just about money, you know, uh, for, for a lot of these uh, <sighs> unintended consequences. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from, from what, you know, where I witnessed, I mean, certainly that is a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but during, during a lot, you know, a lot of these, uh, events and episodes, I really couldn't put a pulse or I'll articulate, you know, until now. And then that's the, the reason and the accumulation of why I am committed to do one paycheck away. Mm -hmm. Um, not because I just, you know, through, through, throughout, you know, these number of years, be, you know, became jaded, you know, it, it's not really, you know, I, I am jaded, you know, I have to <laughs> admit, mm -hmm. but it, it is about the, the accumulation of how everything comes together and just retains the status quo in a way it serves self-interest of select groups. 
Mm-hmm. And these groups may change over time. They may not be the same people. Mm-hmm. But the intention and the principles and the applications remain the same. So do you uh, have do you have a character that that is okay with you describing um, kind of what you're talking about, just to give our audience kind of a feel for what they can expect when the movie does come out. And I can't wait for it to come out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring up, um, you know, a key character uh, uh, in Louisiana. Uh, You know, she uh, is a a 40 something African-American Women from the South, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised in Louisiana, uh, and post Katrina, she committed to try to bring some positive changes and benefits and um, recovery to uh, the communities who were uh, impacted, mm-hmm. not only by the natural disaster, but things that had. And, you know, and, you know, very much like the, the pandemic that we saw in 2020, you know, a lot of the underlining um, dysfunctions and, in, in, uh, you know, in the systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she focused on uh, trying to bring equity into housing opportunities. Sure. Uh, in in the state, and she shepherds uh, quite a bit of you know policy making and program activities, and um, uh, and, and and fast forward, she still has a lot of. I don't want to speak on on her behalf, and I think a lot of it will come out, you know, in, in different gradients, you know, with you know with the movie, and we're still unfolding a lot of issues. Um, she is a big proponent and a believer still that with the right types of policy changes uh, that, you know, could bring value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was interesting um, how I connected with her because, you know, coming from where I was being so jaded. <laughs> you know, in institutions and, and, and the systems and, and policy making. Because uh, of your experiences. You didn't yeah. just get jaded because you were, you know, apathetic. You lived the experience of being let down. Well, I, you know, I, I felt that, you know, I wasn't personally let down, you know, in, in, in many ways. I, I, I just felt so inadequate mm-hmm. that I was part of that conveyance mm-hmm. stating that we were going to help people. And then in many ways, not only did we not help them and in some ways we made their fucking lives worse. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. That's- you know, at, at the expense and perhaps translating into our own glories so that's, that somebody could cut a fucking ribbon. It's terrible. It really is. There is definitely a dark side. And boy, it's just, it's it's almost a tightrope that I walk because I don't want to be Miss Pollyanna. Everything can be perfect if we all work together. Yay. Um, but <laughs> if I don't, 
tip that way, it is so easy, Duncan, to just be like, what can I do? I'm just I'm just a mom that is sick of hearing how my friends can't go out in the dark because they'll get shot or drive a car that has an air freshener for frick's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I that's not my America. I don't want that. I want to change. And no, I think a lot of people don't want that. Um, yeah. Uh, at so the same time, band together. You know, that, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's that's part of the, you know, why why I decided and continue to commit to, you know, uh, wanting to get this film project and related activities shaped up. And one paycheck away is not just about the paycheck and the money associated with it. It's not that linear. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor that is unfolding in each one of us. Mm-hmm. The assumptions that we have placed, the trust we have committed to, you know, it, you know, the convictions um, on so many levels have been undone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it is very difficult for us to realize or want to face that. And in some way, you know, I, you know, we, we could deliberate and argue and, 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 and beat it on so many different levels. You know, I know there were, you know, a lot of, um, uh, negative elements, you know, during the last administration and accumulating, you know, last year in the 2020, uh, com- compound combination with the pandemic, um, it, you know, and, 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 and during that period or, or that duration, uh, you, you know, we, we unfold a lot of things that were already inherent. See, exactly. You know, in the and, of life. And, yes. and we had all these, for lack of a better term, and this may just be a really bad description uh, of what really occurred, continues to occur. It, it almost seems like we had a bunch of ugly mirrors in front of us, mm-hmm. and we do not want to look into it because we are so worried and fearful to see ourselves. See, and I couldn't agree with you more because what I said on a previous episode, um, and I still, I, I still feel it, and I still mean it, but I'm starting to learn more about the statement. So what I said was, when Trump was elected, I felt fundamentally betrayed by my country. I felt that what I thought were the values of America must must have died. They must be gone. And so the good news is this, they're not. There's a whole lot of people that work fundamentally against him in every single way. So that's that's the good news. The bad news is how did so many people not have a problem? with who he was and what he stood for. And so what I've gone through is almost looking in that mirror that you just talked about. I have, I have discovered that America is racist. America is uh, elitist to the point of 
I'm okay, but you shouldn't have what I have. Only I deserve what I have. Um, we're corporatists. We're, you know, capitalists. We're, there's all these things that are working to, to keep people who are suffering in pain. And it's time to look in the mirror, like you said, as I have done, and say, you know what? All the speeches where we say this is not America, uh, yeah, it is. And this is why we need it to change. And the good news is together, together, we can decide what that is going to look like. And that is why I'm in the fight. And certainly, you know, there there are plenty of fights to (laughs) Right? We can fight about a whole bunch, but but that fundamental idea, I mean, America itself, it, it started as an idea. And it's still an idea. And if we don't like how it looks in that mirror, then it's up to us. I mean, who else is it up to? Well, and, and, and that's the thing, and that's my point. Um, and, and, and maybe in some way it's a, it's a very controversial and popular opinion is that I place very little trust into uh, the current leaderships that mm-hmm. we have. You know, I, I know that, you know, there, there are people with good intentions, um, but... Some of them. <laughs> Um, but, yeah. Well, you know, and 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 that happens in different gradients, right? You know, depending on what issues or you know what what conditions and situations uh, he or she is in. Um, you know, the bottom line for me is that uh, you know, as a collective, for the most part, we we continue to act with primarily self interest in mind, not in a good way. No. Um, and until that changes, it doesn't matter who our leaders are because they would be a reflection and an extension of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. we, and, 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 and we need to start from somewhere. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, one, one of the things that um, I focused on or continue to focus on in, in the One Pay Check Away documentary is um, – what does it mean to to have a quality of life? You know, how does that translate into the daily extension of activities we engage in? Right, you, you're a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, you mentioned you um, have a son who needs care. He's autistic, and um, thankfully, I, I should clarify, thankfully, he is not someone who cannot function. There are uh, children out there who mm-hmm. will end up in end up in homes because mm-hmm. they are unable to function. He, thankfully, is a higher functioning, um, but how can I put this? It's... Um, it's only through thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that we spent for him to be able to toe the line of what a child should look like, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not cheap. Um, and and we continue whenever we need to. Well, I mean, just just, you know, what, what you stated uh, in, in that in that condition and framework. 
what you have to do. It is not even just about the money, right? You 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 have to go and 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 raise the funds to to achieve certain um, accommodations that mm-hmm. would allow someone to live a life. And I'll tell you what, Duncan, I'm glad you brought this up because it gets back into systems again. Mm -hmm. Um, Guess what the system is for children who receive services for autism and social support in school. Are you ready for this? Go for it. The system is to give them as little as possible and to constantly ask the parent if it's time to take away those services, not Mm -hmm. add them. The parent has to fight. Okay. Again, with the fighting, the parent has to fight for what their child needs Mm -hmm. in order to get that for their child. And while we're reimagining things, I mean, let's go back to the Elizabeth Warren campaign, because that is where I fell truly in love with everything she was saying. Why not reimagine it? Why are we working within a broken system with the police, with education, with uh, the the policies that keep people down and keep corporations growing and getting richer? Why well, not yeah, just well, upend the, the thing. whole thing? Yeah, she 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 may be you know one of the lone voices who truly believe that would allow us to reshape the quality of life we may deserve. For a lot of her peers, or even supporters, mm-hmm. they may nod their heads, mm-hmm. but when it, when the rubber meets the road, <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure of that because... <laughs> well, uh, and, and there, there, there's a reason why we exactly. continue to have almost a fixed percentage of poverty in our yes. country. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we found a sweet spot that at that percentage, we can maintain the status quo because mm-hmm. if you have a demographic that is considered to be the middle class and working class, and now a lot of the middle class is actually um, gone, swaying back and forth, you know, between the middle class and the working class, yeah. uh, you know, it's blurred in yeah. so many ways. And you make most of those people fearful that they're going to drop into poverty. Mm-hmm. You could control them. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is where I get to with the dark money. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a nut here, but I trust that Duncan won't call me names because we're good <laughs> friends. <laughs> so I truly believe that all the shootings and all the killings and all the prayers and thoughts and all the non-changing is lined with dirty effing money. I really do. It's the only thing that makes sense when nothing makes sense. I mean, how could you conceive that there are people in government who want you to die and who want your children shot? 
And well, what and, and black and people not, not be, to the extent of want, I mean, it just could be a simple expression and a complacency of not really caring enough that somebody oh. does die. Just, you know what? What you were just describing was your son. Mm-hmm. You know, and the system. How mm-hmm. the system squeezes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, the school. You know the the, the very dignity of a yes. human being. We do that with so many things. It yes. doesn't, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like oh, I, I you know, I wish you dead. You know that type of stuff is just. Eh, I'm not going to care that much, and then the rest will just take care of itself, right? Um, and, and 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 money becomes, you, you know, almost this token. This symbolic gesture mm-hmm. that is marginalized in some way because it's still an object, you know, that is, you know, perhaps laced with so many different, fla- you know, 31 flavors of ideology, you know, however you want to stack your cone, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> and put some sprinkles on. <laughs> yeah. And it, here's what I've been learning. And I'm so glad to talk to you because you have the actual experience that I lack. Um, what I'm learning is that these dark money makers and givers, uh, they don't just donate to Republicans, you guys. They oh, donate to both not. sides. And in my in my vision of what's happening, that is to stop the status quo from going away. Am I right, Duncan? Well, that you know that that's that's a major factor because. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm unfolding uh, in my um, film project and uh, related things is to try to uh, open up the transparency of the zero sum game. Yeah. And what you just said is very much part of that. Uh, and, 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 and I hate to pick on an institution like PBS and it's going to be controversial and I don't care because <laughs> I, I'm going to pick on, you know, something like he- that. We're here without judgment. We're here to have yeah. a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know, look at the programming and then look at the sponsors. Mm-hmm. Follow mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. Follow, you know, what is permitted to be articulated and conveyed. See, and this is how I feel with the media in general. And I'm going to I'm going to age myself here. <laughs> um, when I was 10 and, and I have a very clear memory of this. When I was 10, the news changed from this factual reporting of events, you know, things that could be concerning in your local area and, and nationwide and globally, right? That's what it was. All of a sudden, Duncan, I kid you not, it happened overnight like a switch. All of a sudden it was murder, mayhem, shots fired, film at 11. And I said to myself, it's not what? just at film at 11, it's 24-7. Right, right. And well, you're exactly right. So when I was 10, it was, you know, tune in to see how your country's disintegrating before your eyes, you know. Um, and, and they were very excited. You know, there's sirens blaring and blood mm-hmm. dripping. And, and I said to myself, even at 10, I said to myself, 
why did this change? Who is happy with this? And you know what I'm starting to learn over the years and over what you said, how it's growing and growing and the new cycle is now 24 hours. Mm -hmm. We are attached. It is attached. We cannot detach from it. Um, and, And because it's dangerous to detach, right? It is. I'll get back to that. Forgive me, you guys. I'm going off on a rant. Um, it's because of profit. If you tune in, we make money because you'll see our sponsors ads. I mean, the whole system is set to get your eyes just like Facebook, just like Twitter, just like your cell phone apps. The more you're on and the less you're with your family and out in the community and experiencing reality, the more money we make. And honestly, I don't know that we can separate that because half of the country hates the other half of the country. And they don't even know why, except that the television tells them that this side is dangerous. Or they need to be hated. Right. Because they're right. not like you. Exactly. They otherwise. And, and we don't. Yeah. You know, what you just said, I want to add that because of all these distractions and the way that we conceive and construct our identity and affinities, we never have the time and space, let alone the dignity to face ourselves. Mm-hmm. Without which, who are you? Right. Right. And possibly even tandem to that, what do you believe? What do you value? Right. You don't have time to reflect on that because it's being shoved in your face by the message that makes the most money. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> oh, 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 it's not about money is, you know, it's about, you know, the recognition or a particular status, you know, and then you mentioned um, several of the uh, social media platforms. So, be, you know, um, since the last time uh, I was on your show, I actually made the conscious decisions to delete all my personal social media accounts. Well, I'm glad I found you on Twitter to come back to the show. But yes, yeah. I applaud yeah, I mean, you. We have, we have our movie page, you know, which Amelia, uh, uh, grateful, you know, <laughs> so so graciously, you know, maintains because uh, she she knows that I. I, I just don't have the tolerance for it anymore. I just, um, and, 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 and it's almost kind of intuitive, you know, doing a movie, right? Because, uh, it, 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 you know, the, the, the first thing that a film festival is going to ask you, well, how many followers do you have on Twitter, Instagram, you know, and, you know, I gave all that up. Uh, I, I just don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. And that I respect. You guys, the reason I'm on Twitter is what I say every day. I'm trying to raise an army of progressives to push 
for change. <laughs> it's not it's not because I'm making money. I'm making zero. The mm. show is completely nonprofit. The candidates I talk about on my ads are just people that I really like. We don't get any kind of um, donations or, or anything like that. We're completely an informative show and completely a show where people can come together and have these conversations, these conversations that frankly are out of mainstream media and they're out for a reason. Well, for the main reason that uh, if more and more people want to have this types of narratives, that means that the mainstream will have to change. Thank you. Amen. And they do not want to. That's the bottom line. It's that simple. It's that's, you know, they see it as an affront to taking something away from them. It's not, uh, you know, my, my, my sole purpose of doing all these things, you know, I'm not making any money. You know, I have to scramble and uh, do different things, you know, to pay the bills and maybe one day I won't be able to, and that's okay. Uh, you know, I will find a way, you know, to, to go on. Um, but, uh, you know, as long as I'm breathing, I, you know, the only purpose that I have every day when I get up is do no harm. And if I have the opportunity to help someone, I will help. That's all. So beautiful. It, it really is. And even though we have only met on a computer screen, I I feel so connected to that. Um, I teach my son every day that just like when you're outside cleaning up trash on the ground to leave a more beautiful place for the person who comes next, mm-hmm. do that in everything you do. In everything you do, make it better. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and, 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 and that's all we really need to do. There's nothing more. Right. We don't need anything more than that. Right. Exactly yeah. right. You know, you're, yeah, you're making you, me tear up here. I am just, you know, there's a place in time, you know, for, for, for that. Right. Uh, but but yeah, you, you have a connection that you, you could extend to your son. And, you know, you know, and in effect, he turns into a good person. He turns into a decent human being. You know, that I, is beautiful. That that is what we need. And that's that's what everyone should be doing. If we all did, you know, if we all did something like that, it doesn't have to be so miraculous or so extended, you know, um, if we, you know, if so many of us do that, just just imagine what the world will change into. We we won't need all this policy changes. You know, <laughs> we, you know that things will just be, you know, what is supposed to be. That is so beautiful, and and just to keep it kind of on the lighthearted side, because he's going to make me cry, you guys. Um, Just to keep it on the lighthearted side, Max actually said the other day, I want to elect people who think of people and not their pockets. (laughs) Or or, or how good they look on TV. uh, Right, right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And he's eight. (laughs) So... 
Well, and, and, and that's the thing, you know, at, at what age do we lose our innocence? Mm-hmm. That, you know, we start to regurgitate, you know, what is prescribed. Well, you that's- know, and I think, uh, you know, your son, Max, I would do your best to allow him and to cultivate his innocence and maintain that as a human being. I totally agree with you. And one of the big positives, because there are positives to having autism. There really are. It It's hard to see them sometimes, but they are there. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the main positives that I've seen in my my son, because every child is different, regardless of if you're neurotypical or not, um, with my child... He is without pretense of any kind. He does mm-hmm. not understand social social agreements or games. Um, and I'll just give you a quick example so that you guys know what I'm talking about. When he was real little, people would say, how are you? Which is something we, as a society, say. Mm-hmm. And he came to me. I'm, I'm going to blow your mind with this. He came to me at age three. And he said... I don't understand this question. Mm -hmm. I am not a how. I am here. I am me. And, you know, at first when you're hearing it in in the hubbub of your day or whatever, you're thinking, you're thinking, huh? Why doesn't he understand this? And then I took a moment, as you said, to reflect. And I said, you know what? He's right. Society is wrong. Society is asking you to play a game. And and this is how I taught him. I said, Max, what people are looking for you to do is to say that you're fine. It's something we do. I don't know why we do it. It just happens in the world. Mm -hmm. And then if you really know the person and you're not fine, then you could tell them, what's happening in your life. Maybe. Right, right. A lot of times, a lot of times we don't. Exactly. Or or in some way that, yeah, I mean, we, you know, as you mentioned, we've only met uh, digitally, right? You know, we're able (laughs) to, um, through your show, Exactly. And maybe through, uh, you know, just, just the, you, you know, your audience being receptive to, to some of these elements. Yours was a very popular be, episode. You know, that, <laughs> that, 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 that we could be sincere and honest. Exactly. I can't, you know, most of the time, um, you know, with people I interact with, I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, well, it's sad that you cannot be a person. Now, just as we're starting to feel sad, I'm going to lift you up because I see that as my job. (laughs) So um, on on my last episode, Brandon Wolf, who is a fearless democracy warrior that took his fight for guns, gun safety and gun regulation all mm-hmm. the way to the White House just last week. Um, he told me a story and it's on the episode, so I know he's OK with me repeating it. Yeah. He told me a story that is profoundly going to help us change that mindset. 
And what happened was he is a survivor of the Pulse nightclub shooting, Mm -hmm. which was a horrible and senseless tragedy. And after he ran out of food and, you know, people bringing things to his house to, to help him get through losing his very dear friends, he had to go grocery shopping eventually. Just mm-hmm. a mundane trip. But as you could probably tell, because you're very connected to what it means to process and really think about what's going on, um, he broke down just in the middle of the grocery store, just completely broke down because it was heartbreaking. And someone he did not even know approached him and said, can I give you a hug? Mm -hmm. And even though that's not writing a bill or getting it signed into law or making a speech in front of a camera, that just gives me a little bit of hope. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) Yeah, no, you, you're completely right. You know, and, and what you were mentioning about um, your conversation with your son, Max, about, hey, you know, when maybe we'll just pick up this piece of garbage so that the next person comes by as a more beautiful place to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, yeah, a, a, a hug, you know, a gesture, a wave. A simple nod. Um, well, you, you you know, sometimes, the, you know, it, it may not even come from a person. Mm-hmm. It could just be a familiar sight of a tree that you walk by every day that for some reason, you know, on good days and bad days, you always look at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think you just gave me my formula, Duncan. (laughs) I really do. I think the next time I just want to rage and throw something because our country is not listening and not moving towards change. I think what I'm going to do before I rage (laughs) is I'm going to appreciate what is around me and what Mm -hmm. is local. And I'll give you one last story. And again, it was on our previous episode, but it meant so much. After the election of it, I don't refer to him as a person. I just can't. (laughs) I just can't with that man. Um, After the election of it, I ran into someone at my grocery store who is a person of color and had a child and was terrified. And the fear in the eyes, it was the day after everyone knew what happened and that he won. And I didn't know if this would be received well, but I just couldn't, as a person, walk by and continue with my day. I walked up and I looked her in the eye and I said, I want you here. I am happy that you're here. Mm -hmm. And it just felt so good. Regardless of how it was received, and 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 I'll tell you, she smiled. <laughs> but well, and, and these these are the yeah. little things that means the most. It's not you, you know all these fancy accumulation, and we don't need all that. You know, all 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 we need is a little bit of dignity, a little bit of purpose. That yeah, this is a life worth living. 
Absolutely. This is a land of opportunity. And I'm tired of wondering who that is meant for. It is meant for all of us. And I'm going to continue to push until all of us have a seat at the opportunity table. Mm-hmm. Well, all, all, yeah. And yeah. How, how, however we, we achieve that. Um, right. We, 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 we have to have the respect not to infringe on everybody else so that we could gain. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and so I'm glad you brought that up, too, because that brings up another counter argument that I've heard online. Um, and, and it's pervasive because it's being pushed. It's a narrative that's being pushed, which is, well, if they get more, that's going to hurt me. If they have rights, then I'm going to lose mine. If they have, you know, higher pay, I'm going to lose my job if if we welcome them. Um, and I'm here to tell you, my grandma, rest her soul, <laughs> she, she is an amazing lady. And she said to me, and I never understood it until these days, a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. And that is true. Mm-hmm. I I cannot have a good life while other people are suffering. I cannot yeah, yeah. continue. <laughs> and then that's part of the, the net effects of a zero sum game. You know, if we continue to play that or play along, mm-hmm. we are go- we are not going to change because then you're acting in fear and worry that at what point. You know, does that shift and I become the victim? Yes. I got to I got to do everything to prevent that from happening for my family. You know, you know, people say that a lot. Yes. Um, And it shouldn't be about that. No, no. And I'm here to tell you, if if I as a small business can't afford to pay someone fifteen dollars, then I probably am not a successful business. And and I'm a business owner, or I was before mm-hmm. COVID ruined mm-hmm. it. Um, and and I paid. <laughs> I paid everyone $45 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my industry is a little different. It's massage. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot more money in that than um, some of the other industries. However, I would never not pay more than a decent wage, more than a living wage, something that felt successful. Because if they're not feeling successful working for me, I mean, frankly, they're just going to find somewhere that they do. Yeah, or or, or come in and do a half-assed job. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Um, Um, And and I, I actually made the decision to stay out of the small business because here's what I will tell you as a small business fighting against, and here it comes big box operations Mm -hmm. that have multiple billions of dollars worth of advertising in the, in the uh, mainstream and, and everyone who's watched a TV ad for massage envy knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, The, the little people, the craftsmen, if you will, are stamped out. That's that's what happens. And, that and it's a little sad. Yeah. And we, you know, the institutions support that. And in many ways, the policies are written that way. So it goes back to 
how do, how do, how do we shift that where it's accountable to the masses and not just to whoever accumulates status and privilege? See, and I'm so glad that you're getting the message out because just, again, very, very quick personal story. I went to a job fair trying to attract people Mm -hmm. and there was Massage Envy (laughs) right over there because they're on everything. Um, And I was polite. I don't don't feel it's professional to to berate one business over another in a public function. But I did put everything very succinctly after Massage Envy did their, you know, display and what you can get and all this kind of stuff. Um, I said, well, I said, that is impressive. And I said, but here's what a mom and pop like me does a little differently. I don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars putting my name on everything that you could hold a pen, Mm -hmm. a cup, a bag, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but what I do is I take that money and I put it in your pocket. That's what I do. So if you're interested in a career that can actually help you attain the money that you're Mm -hmm. looking for, come over here. Cause mm-hmm. I haven't spent it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. It worked. Yeah. It worked. They, they right. did come on board right. with me. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, well, this, you know, it's, it's, we so see, you know, what the next thing is. Right. At a time. Exactly. And we can do it together. I know that this is a trite message that we hear from the White House. um, But if we truly hold each other to this commitment for change, then yes, we as Americans together can accomplish anything. It's when we become complacent. And I love that you're using this word because it is the most definitively perfect word um that's that's when the problems happen am i right absolutely and we have to have that reflection almost on a daily basis or every moment we have you know we have a choice I so agree with you. I'm so blessed to have had a time to talk with you again. You are always welcome on the show. Thank Um, you. Thank you. And please, Duncan, will you tell our listeners, and we'll be pinning this to our Twitter account, Plan for That Podcast. um, Tell us where to find information about the movie, information about you, people that might want to contact you to tell their story, perhaps. Oh, absolutely. We 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 definitely want to uh, you know include more narratives and 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 then be able to share uh, everyone's perspective. Uh, you know, as as the stories unfold, the best thing to do is go on our website because that links you know into the the other social media platforms as well, and you could contact us you know through those means, and that's onepaycheckawaymovie.com. Yes. And I am so excited for when that movie is slated to be released. Don't kill me, but I am going to put you on the spot a little. Is it coming <laughs> soon? <laughs> well, we, we, you know, I mean, because of, uh, you know, the still precarious conditions out there. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we have to wait patiently uh, to be back uh, on location and, 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 be on site without characters. So, um, just as 
you know, how I live life now. Um, I adapt and um, exercise a lot of patience, you, you know, and, and not force things to happen. So I think that's hopefully will, you know, be will definitely be a part of the film itself. You know, how, how, how we, you know, shape things not to, uh, you know, not because we want it to be certain ways, but how the world is informing us and how these characters are, you know, living um, their lives respectively. Absolutely. I'm going to be particularly interested for um, for reasons that are quite clear in our in our news cycle. I'm going to be particularly interested in who is feeling the recovery that we are hearing so much about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's not a lot of us. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm still jobless. How about you? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and, and, and the thing is, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, one paycheck away really isn't just about the paycheck or the money per se. You know that that's a side effect. That is, you know, an element. Mm-hmm. There, there. You know, the the metaphor behind one paycheck away uh, is the more you know is, is the more critical component of how we place trust into what we construct as perceived stability and security. And when that is becoming something that no longer is reliable, we have to change. That's right. That's exactly right. And I hear my dad's voice in my head right now. I was so excited to buy a car when I was young. And guess what he said, Duncan? I I plunked down my money and I said, look, I finally earned enough money for a car. And he said to me, and I know you're going to laugh. He said, do you have money for when the car breaks? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I don't. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. And that's. That's the reality that, you know, I'm, I'm making a joke, but that is the reality that we're talking about. Where well, it's, Yeah, it's the fundamental reality. And yeah, yeah. and along the way, yeah, we, we, we should be laughing at ourselves. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> thank you so much, my friend. It is always a pleasure to talk with you. And yes, same here. Have, have, have a great evening and uh to be continued absolutely you take good care you as well thank you bye bye